Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Thursday, February 11th. Today on the show, the Vols and Grizzlies pick up big wins on Wednesday. We've got some intrigue to track on Thursday evening, but we begin with Josh Ward of WNML in Knoxville, who will try to explain what in God's name is happening right now with Josh Heupel's coaching staff. The 440 is built every morning by the Kingston Group, Nashville's award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. I've told you about who they are, and we've talked a lot about how they work. I think I've said the word alignment like 300 times. But why have we partnered with the Kingston Group? Because they value their clients the same way we value you, the audience. 440 Sports is analytical, it's informative, and hopefully thoughtful. And we are very loyal, which is exactly how the Kingston Group has operated for over a decade in Nashville. And it's why they found as much success as they have, by being thoughtful, analytical, and loyal. Check out their work at buildkg.com. Trust the process, folks. That's right, trust the process. Check out the website, buildkg.com. Tennessee head coach Josh Heupel seems to be having some trouble putting his coaching staff together. If you go to the school's official website, utsports.com, there is currently one name listed under, quote, football coaching staff, Heupel's. And fans are getting restless because we are about to enter Heupel's third week as the head coach of Tennessee, and right now, there is basically no coaching staff in place. So let's bring in good friend of the pod, you've heard him before, Josh Ward from WNML in Knoxville, to try to explain where things stand currently with the UT coaching staff, and what does it mean that we are now almost three weeks into this process without any substantial hires. For Josh Heupel, he has to go back to the drawing board, and I'm sure he has a list of coaches that he has looked at and said, okay, these could be good options to come in to Tennessee and run the defense. But we also know at this point that Josh Heupel's not been able to get his guy, and the fact that it's taken multiple weeks... And he went after Al Washington, and with it being reported that Josh made multiple offers and that Tennessee was willing to go seven figures for Al Washington, and he said, thanks, but no thanks. And it looks like he's going to stay at Ohio State. That sends a message, doesn't it, that Al Washington had this big opportunity to go coach in the SEC, to go coach at Tennessee, to make a ton of money, and he decided it's not worth it. And it looks like other coaches have maybe said, yeah, it's not worth it. And that happened with Danny White's search for a head coach. That They looked at Tennessee and maybe thought about it, but ultimately decided not the best move for me. I think coaches have looked at Tennessee and they see potential. They see the ability to make a ton of money, but they also see a lot of work and they see risk with their careers. And that's something Tennessee is having to overcome right now. I think the last few weeks have probably been a wake-up call to Danny White and to Josh Heupel with what kind of job they're taking on. Now for Josh Heupel, needs to go find a defensive coordinator that will be in line with what he wants to do. They need to be on the same page. An obvious question continues to be, why not Kevin Steele? He's already on staff. He's already already under contract. But for Josh Heupel, hasn't he sent us a message that he doesn't believe Kevin Steele is the right choice? And if you're Kevin Steele, you've gotten that message at this point. So Josh Heupel can still get this right. He can still find a good defensive coordinator. Maybe Al Washington wouldn't have been the right choice. So it can still work out. But for fans, it has to be frustrating to see this happening again, to see coaches telling Tennessee no again. And for Josh Heupel, he needs to get a coach that can help develop players. He needs to get a coach that can help recruit. And he needs to get a coach that will be on the same page with him. And I'm sure Josh Heupel would like to get that done as quickly as possible. Josh is right, and we appreciate his time. This was always the big concern, that the job is simply too toxic as it stands currently to attract top-level talent that a rushed hire at the very end of a coaching carousel would lead to a lot of no's. 
people have already made up their mind about 2021. And with all of the unknowns swirling around the program, this should not come as a surprise. Now, the names Hypel has been targeting aren't exactly top flight names either, which to me is all the more reason to have a long conversation with Kevin Steele. The best answer, one with experience as a defensive coordinator, one with experience recruiting and coaching in the SEC, and one with ties to the university, is already on the payroll. And there is no way to convince me that two grown-ass adult men cannot sit down, hash out their differences or concerns that they may have, like adults, and do what is best for all parties involved. Hypel, UT, and Steel. It's called working together, and it's not really all that complicated. Otherwise, at this point, Hypel is just going to have to get lucky with a high-risk, high-reward hire and pray that it pans out. Rick Barnes and the number 16 Tennessee Volunteers did this week what they could not do last week, capitalize on a big-time momentum-building weekend performance. After the big win over Kansas last week, the Vols choked in the second half against Ole Miss three days later. Well, this week, after an excellent second half in the relatively easy win over arch-rival Kentucky on Saturday, the Vols sort of obliterated Georgia 89-81 on Wednesday night, and they did it without one of their most important veteran pieces, Eve Pons, who sat out the game with a sore knee. Tennessee shot 52% from the floor and forced 18 turnovers. An 18-5 run over the final seven minutes of the first half gave the Vols a huge halftime lead, and they really never looked back despite a few less than chill moments late in the game. Jaden Springer scored a career-high 32 points in the victory. I will say, though, that if Coach Rimrun can use their full names instead of their nicknames, I'd appreciate it. We all love Folky, but if you were a broadcaster, call the players by their full names, all right? Tennessee moves to 7-4 and four in the SEC with the win and is back on the floor this Saturday on the road in Baton Rouge against one of the better SEC teams in LSU. Tip time is at 1 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Across the state and in the pro ranks, the Memphis Grizzlies snapped their four-game losing streak with a 130-114 win over the Charlotte Hornets. John Morant had 15 points and 11 assists, and the Grizzlies made a season-high 23 three-pointers and dominated the offensive glass. Good to have you back, Valachunas. The win evens up the Grizzlies' record at 10-10 this season as they prepare for a big-time road trip to face the Lakers on Friday night in Los Angeles. Belmont will put the nation's best record, 20-1, its 17-game winning streak, and its perfect conference record, 14-0, on the line on Thursday night against a really dangerous Eastern Kentucky team. The Colonels are currently in third place in the OVC as one of the top challengers to Belmont in the league. Thursday night's game will be the first of two cracks that EKU will get at the Bruins over the final month of the regular season. This is a huge one for Casey Alexander's guys. The game is on ESPNU and will tip off at 8 p.m. For you masochists out there, the Nashville Predators, losers of 8 out of 11, will host what many believe is the worst team in the NHL, the Detroit Red Wings, on Thursday night. Normally, this game would have some backstories, rivalry threads, and histrionics, but with the Preds in a total freefall, it is hard to see all of that through the bubbling wave of panic that is surrounding Smashville. So, if you're into that sort of thing, the game starts at 7 p.m. at Bridgestone Arena. Even in a pandemic, there might be some good seats available. The 440, of course, is brought to you every single morning by the Kingston Group, Nashville's custom home and remodeling firm, award-winning, I might add. And the reason they win those awards is the same reason you listen to this show. 
We are genuine, we are careful, we are thoughtful, we are analytical, yes, we're a little nerdy, and we're very loyal. And that's how the Kingston Group has been successful in Nashville for over a decade. I mean, let's be honest, if you're going to spend all this time and money building a custom home or doing a major remodel, don't you want some genius nerd working on it? Trust the process, folks. Trust the process. The Kingston Group. Check out the website. Let their work do the talking. BuildKG.com. That's BuildKG.com. So here's a little test for you guys at the end of the show. Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks stopped playing the national anthem at their basketball games like a long time ago, and everyone else is just now catching up to it. Here's the test. I don't care. I never served in the military, so I do not have a perspective that I can offer you that speaks from someone who has been in the service. God bless you all. But I personally don't care that the anthem is being played at sporting events or not. It's never showed on television. I don't sit down to watch a football game and can't wait for the anthem my entire childhood. Never see it. Never stood up in my living room and saluted the entire country. Do we play the national anthem before concerts, big rock shows, church services, brunch? No, we don't play the anthem for any of this stuff. The anthem is important to all of us for different reasons. And the reason this is a test is because you can disagree with me, and it's okay. We can disagree and still get along. We can disagree, and you can still maybe appreciate my football opinions. You can disagree with me on this, and that's okay. I don't personally care if the national anthem is played at sporting events. I just don't. If you think the anthem is a critical part of your in-game experience, then that's okay. I have no problem with you feeling that way. I'm not going to unfollow you on Twitter or stop listening to your podcast or ignore you as a friend of mine because I might disagree with you. That's not how the world works. That's why this is a test, because I don't want you to hang around with us on this show if you can't handle a little disagreement, a little difference of opinion, we can still be friends and disagree on things. In fact, it's probably critically important for all of our survival to be able to disagree and still get along in the long run. So no, I don't have a problem with the Dallas Mavericks taking the anthem out of their pregame rituals. I literally never see it on my television set when I'm watching any sporting event and you can disagree with me and that's okay. I don't care. If you do, that's okay. This has been a test of the emergency critical thinking system. Thank you guys all for listening. We do appreciate it. And hopefully you're okay with a little disagreement. My name is Braden Gall. Follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall at 440 Sports on both Twitter and Facebook at 440 Media on Instagram as well. This has been the 440 for Thursday, February 11th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media. Written and produced by Braden Gall. Music by William Tyler.